Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabow. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And we have a really great topic for you today that Sandra's going to tell us about, um, because today it's her brainchild. We kind of go, let's talk about... Yeah. <laughs> so um, I I have been finding for myself, and I've been teaching shamanism and seeing clients for 40 years now, and I'm finding that the air is so thick with fear and anxiety. Um, you know, we know about the division, we know about the hate, um, and we, we recently did a show on that. But what I'm noticing for myself is not always understanding when I'm feeling fear for myself or whether I'm just absorbing. I mean, I actually feel like it's so thick you know, it's like we're absorbing the mist of fear, you know, coming through the, the air. And the levels of anxiety that are up for people right now are, are literally driving people crazy. Mm. And you, you kind of wonder what's going to happen to society in the middle of this dismemberment. So um, I thought that today we could talk about, we've we've talked about empathy and compassion before, and if you would, if you're interested in that topic, you should look at our archives because we actually have a show titled "Empathy and Compassion." But what I wanted to share today, with the help of Renee, is number one: how do we identify if a fear or anxiety is ours, or if it's coming from someplace else? And what are some really simple, you know, not complex, but really simple things that we can do to release and to separate ourselves from um, that uh, absorbing uh, a more general collective fear um, so that you can learn how to stay centered and stable in the midst of this amazing change, because if you are staying tuned at all, um, you know, nothing's changing right now. Uh, things are just going a little bit deeper into um, our journey through the dark night of the soul, which is what this time is about. Mm. So much there to unpack in <laughs> terms of, you know, where we're at. And for me, I always have to stop the the stopping is the key because if you're moving like if you're on that outer swirl of the tornado it's you can't discern so you either have to step out from the tornado or into the center of the tornado to to get that perspective and what i find works for me is my my nightly wind walks because then I, I move from what's going on in, in the day with work and relationships and all of that to what's going on to me with that tree. In fact, Sandra, that tree exercise you gave, uh, I think it was two years ago, where you suggested we go out and meet one tree and visit it every day for a year, I think would be really a handy exercise right now for people 
to really go and see that tree every day and have a conversation with the tree to find out the tree will give you the truth. The tree's standing today, but it changes a little bit, you know, and to find yourself enamored with a tree to really get your bearings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I, I uh, like to do for myself and I actually, um, started teaching this back in before I got into shamanism when I was interning as a psychotherapist. Um, I, I dropped out of um, psychology in uh, Brooklyn College because I actually, at, at a young age, I realized that I couldn't tell the difference between other people's pain and mine. Mm. And so I realized that if I became a psychologist, I would probably become incredibly sick from taking on too much pain. I, I was I was under 18 at that time when I got that realization. And so um, I went into marine biology instead, which was so healing for me. It was really <laughs> wonderful. And then I decided to go back and get my master's degree in counseling psychology. And I said to myself, you cannot go back and get your master's degree in counseling psychology. <laughs> and so what what I figured out for myself, I remember the day I was working at San Francisco State University where I worked, and I said to myself, I, I feel um, um, an emotion, um, a really big emotion, but I don't know if it's mine or if it's somebody else's. So I just closed my eyes. I just closed my eyes and I tuned in to whatever emotion I was feeling at that time. It was some fear or anger, something, something like that. And I just dropped in and I held the question, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And my intuition would speak and it would say, it's somebody else's. <laughs> And as soon as I got that it was somebody else's, I would say, I would just say to myself, not out loud, because I wasn't with the person, I just said, thank you for sharing your emotion with me so that I know what you're going through. But this is not mine, so I let it go. And if I got that it was mine, then I did, did my inner work, but... I think that the first thing that we have to discern is, is it mine or is it somebody else's? And I think that's really important, whether you do a wind walk, which is uh, wonderful uh, to do, whether you go swimming, whether you sit in meditation, whether you listen um, with um, headphones, some really beautiful relaxation music, it's about getting into that state where you can hear your own intuition, your own soul talking to you. And once you can identify whose pain that is, then you know the next step. You can release it back to the creative forces of the universe who will take it and turn it into love. And you can say, I release this pain to the universe and I fill up with the light 
of the universe. And um, you can focus on beautiful things for even just a few minutes. Um, the other day I did this exercise where I named um, about 20 things that I was in love with. Hmm. And by the time I was done with naming those 20 things, and I did, there was no break, no break. It was just automatic. I felt great. Um, so there's really simple things that we can do. And of course, I can share some more with you. Well, I'm always open for your lovely suggestions about this is not mine. This is not mine. This is not mine. And, you know, that that knowing that, you know, I, I guess I'm sound like an old curmudgeon on this is that <laughs> you really have to do some personal work to know when it's not yours, because for me, it's like I want to I want to think that I'm in control and that everything's mine. You know what I mean? I want to like think that I have more power than I actually do. And so I think that finding myself right sized in the in the forest is always a good starting place for what works for me is to realize that just I'm just a minuscule molecule in all of this. And that there's a, a divine plan. And even this dissension that we're experiencing now is absolutely part of the divinity of it all. And so if I can start to see the divine in the opposition, then I can really start to come from a more neutral spot as I, I try to even untangle it. Because one thing that the, the neuroscientists have realized is that a tangled, a tangled DNA, a tangled emotion is really a lot harder to unwind and release than one that we have no, uh, no impetus or no preconceived judgment on. Like, cause sometimes we, we want to, this, even this idea that we should feel good is just such a judgment about what feelings are instead of like, imagine meeting this, this frenetic energy from a neutral perspective and asking, hmm, why am I picking this up right now? What am I here to learn? What can you teach me? Oh, you're really not mine and you're just really stopping by so I can understand the difference between this is mine and this is not mine is also a, a, a welcoming launch pad to say, okay, well, I see that. Thank you very much for your service. You can go now. Yeah, and um, you know, there's always the other side of that, and I can hear, I can just hear people saying, um, you know, the principle of oneness and that we're not separate. And um, and I've shared before um, when I was writing Medicine for the Earth, I really got into the work of Neville. Um, Neville was a mystic back in the 1940s. Um, he was born in Barbados, and he was trained by an Ethiopian rabbi who, um, who there, there's no, if you go on the web, and you'll never find it. There's nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. But this man, uh, this rabbi taught Neville the secrets of the universe. And a publishing company called, I think it's called Divorce, D-E-V-O-R-S-S, -S, 
has republished every single one of Neville's books many years ago. I've had Neville's books for um, since I wrote Medicine for the Earth, which was in 1999. So one of the things Neville had this amazing ability to concentrate and to be able to manifest and so he traveled around the world thousands and thousands of people came to his lectures and he gave hope during the depression and one of his the lines that I really love from Neville and I focus on it it's a big teaching is the whole world is you pushed out. The whole world is you pushed out. And so, yeah, I've been working with that. I've been writing about it. I've been working with it. Whatever you're seeing out there is a projection of you. And just go inside and look at what's going on for you. So then when I found myself falling off the path a little bit, and I needed an easy tool to get back on the path. What came up for me, what my intuition brought up for me, which is wonderful because our minds are going crazy right now. So when we can let spirit, our own spirit speak us through, um, it's really wonderful. And so what my own mind came up with is a little bit of the opposite of what Neville said. And um, I just did it to change my state of consciousness and it worked. And what I did is um, I saw every single being in this planet Earth, no matter what it was, a scorpion, a centipede, um, a deer, a person, uh, the whole world, everything. I saw everything as happy. Everything is happy. And I needed that happiness reflected back to me at that time to get me back on the path. So I actually did a little bit of the opposite of what Neville did, of instead of working through what was going on in me, I just changed the reality around me and had a different state reflected back to me. And that, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a great idea. Now, I think I've taught it before is that the wind zip that I use in the morning where and it, you can easily do it in the shower or standing in your um, your bedroom is that uh, you you pull a, a cardinal wind from from your uh, your sacrum up to the top of your your access and you you put yourself into a protective bubble and so then what you do is you move to the east and then you move to the south and then you face the the west and then the north and you connect these strands and then the important part for for these times that we're in is who knows what you pulled up into those strands and then you kind of have to go inside and you know with your with your imaginal vision and look to see like in this, this popo, this energy bubble that you just did, if there's anything that that's not yours already in there, you know, that's a good time to invite it to leave. Or if there's any tears in this energy field that you've just created, you know, they easily weave back together and kind of create yourself into this energy uh, bubble so that when you go through the grocery store, 
And people are really stressed out, and rightly so. There's a lot going on that whatever that they have, that they, they toss at you, maybe they like your new shoes and they can't afford them. And it's unintentional most of the time, you know, that envy, that jealousy that's tossed at you, then it just really bounces off your own energy field. And so that there's a lot less uh, cleaning to do at the end of the day because you didn't, it didn't even attach. Uh, this friend of mine used to say that it only attaches where we have Velcro. And so, and, and what's, you know, that internal scrubbing, that internal clearing is those places of, of Velcro. You know, recently I had a, a resentment. I could not get rid of it. Resentment is when you refeel something, you you know, and you take your part of it and you do it. I do all of the things on it and that I was still feeling it. And so there was a part that I got to that, okay, I can clean my part up, but there's other parts that other people are still directing at this energetic resentment that are still sticking like Velcro, but if if I've got this nice solid energy bubble around me, then it's over there and I can deal with it instead of like it's not in my gut and it's not in you know my my consciousness, and 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 I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that last night when I couldn't sleep because something was whirling around, and they're like, well, what's a good shamanic tool to get things whirling around when you're sleeping, Sandra? Well, I actually would like to go back because um, um, we can talk about that uh, later. There's a lot I've written about about Velcro. And um, I started writing about Velcro in my second book. And, um, and I found that people outside of the United States don't know what Velcro means. So oh. for a moment, um you know how you can buy shoes that have no laces and um, there's something that sticks onto your shoe and you just have to pick it pick it up. Mm -hmm. So that's what Renee's talking about, uh, Velcro. But um, uh, one of the very, very first uh, exercises ISIS ever taught me, ever taught me, um, uh, was about working with a translucent blue egg. Uh -huh. And there's not one book that I've written. I have 12 books, and I probably didn't write it in Soul Retrieval, but starting Welcome Home. So 11 books I have given this exercise. Um, and it's been used by tens and tens and tens of thousands of people around the world. And it doesn't get easier than this, and it works really well. So what Isis asked me to do was every morning when I got up um, to just imagine a translucent blue egg uh, covering me and like the bubble that Renee was talking about. And what she said is you can still, it's not like you're, you're protecting yourself so much you can't connect. You can move, you can move with that bubble, you can connect with people. Nobody will notice that you have a blue bubble, blue egg <laughs> around you. I'm going to show you what, one of my blue. <laughs> Here's one of my blue eggs. <laughs> um, um, and so um, you put yourself in this blue egg and everything that comes bounces off. Nothing can get in. 
And if the color blue, you know, I teach the blue egg everywhere. I teach it in all my workshops and I teach it to all my clients because um, back in the beginning, most of my clients were psychotherapists who were too transparent to, they didn't know how to protect themselves from the energy coming at them from their clients. And so I taught them all the blue egg and it saved some people's lives from illness. And how simple is that? You just get up and imagine yourself uh, putting, it's like before you put on your clothes, you put on your favorite colored egg and it protects you during the day. And for kids and for people, I've also taught, imagine yourself having a shield, actually having a shield inside of yourself, you know, where, you know, everything again, every arrow, everything coming will simply bounce off. So there's there's really simple things that you can do um, at night, sleeping, as Renee was asking. You can start with a prayer at night. You can put yourself in a blue bubble at night. Um, and um, you can ask for protection, you know, while you're sleeping. Uh, an old, old technique is putting mirrors under your bed. So, um, and... And I have had mirrors under my bed for 40 years. And it's not that I'm paranoid that people are protecting me or, or hurt, trying to hurt me. It's just, um, it's just basic hygiene. Um, <laughs> and so any other force that sees that mirror, it's reflected back. And so it can't come to you. So um, I happen to use uh, brass mirrors as they use um, um, more in, in, you know, Siberia and Nepal and Mongolia. Um, but you can use um, a regular mirror and you put the mirror face up so mm -hmm. that any energy is being directed uh, back. So that's a really good way to protect yourself while you're sleeping. Mm. Those are you. Have, you have so many great ideas. Maybe that person had heard you talk about Velcro at some point because I never. That's the first time you and I have ever talked Velcro. That's funny. Um, and we've had what we're we're going. We're heading towards year four of our the shaman's cave. Can you believe that? That, I know. that we've been sitting here talking week after week after week, and we keep ourselves amused. <laughs> And we hope you learn something from it, too. Uh, well, those are some great tips, uh, Sandra, about that. And I think that we just want to remind you that these are the holy days. These are the holidays. These are the times that these these blue eggs and these zip-ups can really come in, into contact. Because what do they say? The best way to test out your spiritual conditioning is to go see your family at the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Or not, and, and, you know, and, and that brings up its own set of things. And and so we really want you to keep following us over at Shamans TV. Uh, I read all of the posts on YouTube. We're on, on Buzzsprout and Apple. We have. It seems like a lot of people are now listening to our podcast. So we're really honored to sit here with you week after week. And you really have been a highlight of 
my couple of years here as we've walked through this really tumultuous change. And hopefully, you know, we're looking forward to brighter, brighter days ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I answered the emails on Shaman's Cave and we're getting some really, really deep, deep uh, emails. And um, a lot of it's coming out of the inspiration from what Renee and I are sharing and people are taking it and running with it. And sometimes they ask me, can't you please do a show on this? And I go, absolutely not. <laughs> this is a real course. Um, you know, that this podcast is planting seeds. We're planting seeds and we hope that they grow into beautiful, beautiful plants for you so that um, you create a beautiful garden in your life, even during these tumultuous times. And so thank you, everyone, for joining us. We really appreciate, we love having you as a community. We're a family, and um, we're all going through this together. And trust me, I, I'm going to say this, and a lot of people might disagree with me, I don't care how great a teacher is out there. They're human, and we're mm -hmm. all going through the same thing together. So um, so thank you for joining us, everyone, and blessings. Mm -hmm.